This is Dr. Karen Wilson-Starks, and welcome to my podcast series, The Voice of Leadership. I know that I am not an early adopter of technology. In fact, I hate it when I have to get a new phone or a new computer. It's very stressful for me because of the learning curve just involved in figuring out how to work the new device. And frequently, whatever services that I most loved on my previous phone or computer either don't exist on the new one or they're more difficult to access or to operate. So it's challenging when the new phone comes out or the new computer comes out. Now, there are other people out there, unlike me, who are truly the early adopters when it comes down to technology. And companies know that these people exist. They love to get the new technology in their hands as soon as possible so they can play with it, so they can see how it works. And they're quite willing to give feedback back to the organization that created it and to say what would make it work better. So in an informal sense, those early adopters become the beta testers for this new technology. And what the companies know is that there are people who enjoy being in that role. And what ends up happening is that the company and the user co-create the best solution, and in the long run, that's actually faster. So let's say if the company, let's take an Apple or somebody like that, decided to stay in their own lab to create the most perfect product, it would take such a long time that by the time they rolled it out, the client is already wanting something different, and they're already further down the path. Not only that, the competitors have probably already put something out that's working even better. So it actually is valuable to get out there early with a product that's maybe imperfect with the notion that you and your client will co-create the rest of the way on that product. A lot of times, if the organization were to go in and create the most perfect product, it would be something that's not realistic for the end user, though it may be technically perfect. Creating an isolation means that you're creating something that didn't have the input of the ones who are going to be using it. And therefore, it's not going to have all of the bells and whistles that they actually would prefer and that they actually would want. So this is a delicate dance, determining the right timing. If you come out too early with the product, then the user experience is so devastating that it's high frustration, people are opting out, and you risk a poor reputation for your company. If you come out too late, again, the competition has already entered their product into the mix and your clients have purchased the alternative. So you have to find the sweet spot. Wherever that sweet spot is, you have to figure out what supports 
are going to be necessary to put in place so that your early adopter users don't go to the level of high frustration or opting out. One thing I'll mention is kind of like a picture of how this happens is what happens in the book writing process. If you have a publisher and you submit a book proposal to your publisher, the publisher does not want you to write your entire book if you're writing a nonfiction book. What they really want is an outline of your book and perhaps the first chapter or maybe even two chapters. And if you write the whole book, you're probably missing the opportunity for the publisher to also be a part of the creative process. And the publisher has a few things that they want to say too. They want to co-create in the process. When you do it all up front, the publisher is going to have to come back and then undo a lot, which as the writer, you may not wish to undo. It may be difficult. So rather than you getting too far down the path, they want you to do the outline, the first chapter, and then together you actually create the rest of the book. This is actually a similar process to what we used in creating our online Teams course, Teams Empowered for Dynamic Organizational Results. We created this course with a number of videotaped modules. We put in the basics and the things that we thought you really needed to have in order to begin the process of launching and developing high-performance teams. However, we also kept the format very fluid so that you, as the end user, would be able to say back to us, yeah, in addition to what you've already included, we need a little bit more of this, a little bit more of that, and we need this topic, which we didn't see, addressed at all. This makes for a win-win situation. That's no lose because the process is not static. And our clients get to co-create with us And no matter when you purchase the course, you always get the updates. So that's just a good example of roll it out now, co-create the rest later, and then the client is getting what they want. So as you think about your own business, think about the times when you may be allowing perfectionism to hold you back. And while you're waiting to be perfect, you might be creating something that's not really going to work for your customer. How can you get out there sooner and include your client, your customer in the process so that you actually co-create together? Well, that's just something to think about. Today, it's all about co-creation, not perfection. You've been listening to The Voice of Leadership with me, Dr. Karen Wilson-Starks. And I want to give a special thanks to jazz saxophonist Ron McMillan for granting us permission to use his gifted music on our show. Thanks for listening. And remember to go to my website, transleadership.com, for more strategies, insights, and leadership resources.